Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We're here again for another MTV Challenge podcast, episode three. This time we are breaking down the season 36 double agents female cast. I am Alan Aguirre. I am one of your hosts. This is my lovely co-host, Miss Nikki Sins. Hello, I'm the Nikki Sins. So how was your Canadian Thanksgiving dealing with all these people just posting on Twitter and Instagram all these photos of food, who they're thankful for, and then just being at home like it's a normal Thursday. I was I was so hungry. I just see people posting like beautiful mac and cheese, turkeys, stuffing, everything. I I I wanted it all. But you know, here in Canada, we had Thanksgiving last month. So <laughs> Is your Thanksgiving the same type of food as us, or is it something completely, or is it just like, is it just like a day off? Oh no, we do like, uh, we do like a turkey stuffing, uh, gravy, fucking vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm super white, so. I hate it. turkey. I hate turkey. I'll be honest. You what? I hate turkey. Uh, you we hate don't. Tur- we didn't even have turkey this year. We we had we had a uh, honey glazed ham. Okay. Pineapple. Ham. ham. I'm allergic to pineapple, so. Oh wow! I love pineapple so much. Like it's one of my favorite like toppings ever, and just like fruits. Oh, it'll make me like I'll look like the quite literally die. No, I'll look like the Michelin Man. Like just fucking Ooh. all puffy and shit. Yeah, don't, don't eat pineapple. I'm sorry yeah. that I'm like, yeah, I love pineapple. I love it on my pizza. I love it on my sandwiches. I love it in this way. And you're just like, I literally can't eat it. So I, this isn't helpful in any way. It's not. Well, as people are like, oh, you don't like pineapple on pizza? I'm like, it's not that I don't like it. It's that it doesn't like me. Yeah, that's that's a huge problem. Yeah. We just don't get along. Yeah. So I wanted to say thank you. Uh to all our listeners, because we got, you know, twice as many listens to episode two that we did to episode one on uh, Spotify slash Apple, uh, about the same on YouTube. But one of the things about that is that our listens to episode two got more people to listen to episode one, which was awesome. So thank you to everyone who's listening. And I think this podcast is going to be our best one because we get to talk about the female cast, which is infinitely way more interesting than the male cast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sorry, I'm, like, trying to get the clap in there. (laughs) Tiny hands clap. Ooh, tiny hands clap. Classic. Or Dumbledore. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Put on to go to sleep. That's all. We are are done clapping now, and we are going to be breaking down this female cast. Let's Uh, do it. I rank them in order from who I'm least excited to see. Excited. Trying to do possible hopefully get you guys out of here fast if you're watching the youtube version of this in the bottom right hand corner there will be a photo of the person we are talking about so that way you could just skip to the person you want to hear about if you just if you don't if you hate nicole z for some reason and you only want to listen about nani or a natalie or a cam just look at the bottom right hand corner skip around find your person okay let's do this i'm ready at 15 Oh, guess who doesn't want to see Nicole Z this season? It's me. <laughs> That's so weird because same. I just I I find her to be obnoxious. She's I obnoxious agree. every every season she's on, she's obnoxious. Uh always always thinks that every girl wants her. No, they don't. I'll tell you that. I'll I'll tell you that right now. But I, I would, I would love to see her and Laurel do a an exes. I agree. Uh, well, maybe not after the ex on the peak show where Nicole is pretty toxic towards her. Uh, as a whole, I want to say this before I get into dragging her. Nicole, one of the best swimmers on the show, physically very strong, very low body fat percentage, great cardio, can keep up with a lot of the guys on this show. And an underrated social game where she spends time in the gym and she, you know, kind of becomes one of the guys. 
also has all these hookups every season. So she is doing something right on that aspect. But the reason I'm not interested about Nicole is that she shows no self-awareness. Absolutely. I, I'm not... I'm not downplaying her her abilities or skills in any way, um, except for puzzles, because she's garbage at that. <laughs> she just the way she she still has that real world wolf pack mentality going on. So Agreed. she has that whole thing when she was on the real world skeletons, where she's like, "Oh, it's the wolf pack, you know, pick up chicks, whatever, cool," <laughs> and she she lacks the self-awareness that that shouldn't still be a thing. Yeah, at this point, especially because it's been about a half decade since her real world. Yeah. I'm really graded by her because in her preseason promo, she talked about wanting to align with the strongest girls in the house. My problem with that is that she's no longer the top athlete in the house, and that perceived value of strength where she puts herself on a pedestal, it's immediately diminished if someone is stronger or faster than you because she can't solve a puzzle. I mean, she's gotten beaten by Ashley and Car Maria because she can't solve a puzzle. And yeah, you're faster than them. Yeah, you can bench more than them. But if you things, then all you've accomplished in the gym mean nothing because not only are the girls who can solve puzzles passing you up, but you can't keep up with the fastest girls either. Yeah, and it's... Then, then you can't talk all that shit. You can't be like, I can beat you with this. I can beat you with this. It's like, okay. But here's a puzzle. This little Sudoku, which I'm not, me personally, I can't do a fucking Sudoku puzzle to save my life. You know, that's what I liked about Hunter on uh, War of the Worlds 1 when rewatching recently, is that he was like at least making fun of himself, like, Oh, here we go again. Puzzle I can't solve. <laughs> yeah, like, be self-aware. Just be like, yeah. There's the, the challenge. They're in a plane. With, they're doing the puzzle, and Hunter's singing a song like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I don't got it. <laughs> just like, I'm like, if Nicole did that, she'd be a thousand times more likable. Yeah. I, I think it's like, does she does she care what people think about her? I'm just, I'm not sure. I am unsure as well. At 14, I have Casey. Oh, Casey Clark. The, what is she, the, the ottoman, the, the stool? I called her a toaster. I called her because a lot of people online get really mad at Casey for, you know, not being that interesting and... Her stuff with Bailey was a little bit weird last season. Uh, my thing is that, like, you can... Getting angry at a toaster doesn't make sense. Because you're like, yeah, it's not a panini press. It's not a George Foreman grill. It can't do a lot of things, but at least it makes toast. And that's Casey. Like, you know, she doesn't do a lot of things on the show, but she competes. She does well. I mean, she goes far in these games. She's a threat to make the final again, especially in this era of the Red Skull twist. I just meant in the sense of, like, she's just, like, there. Yeah. I mean, because she does compete, at least. That's my thing. She does something. Yeah. It's not a- like there's other wallpaper that just doesn't compete. And, you know, that's a, you know, apologies to the Shailene lovers out there. That's a Shailene. And, you know, Casey embraced her, her wallpaperness. To, to create this uh, this competitor that that people were afraid of. Agreed. I'm just a bit like annoyed because I have met Casey before. She lives in Vegas. She lives a very exciting life. She travels the world. She plays women's football. She, you know, has had beautiful girlfriends, probably beautiful entanglements in the past. And goes on these cool reality TV shows where she gets to do, like, gets to skydive and do crazy stuff and win money. And yet, despite having one of the most exciting lives in the world, is exceedingly boring. As she had the least amount of confessionals per episode last season. Maybe she's just really jaded. I don't, she's so positive, too. Like, she's always happy. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it, man. Uh, I wish she was single, though. 
I mean, I hope her oh. relationship goes well. I hope that is awesome. But if she was single, oh my she'd god, be the house in that house. The house would turn up. <laughs> the house would turn up. I would finally get to see Nani and Casey hook up. I want that. I want it. I, I do. I want that a little bit. Which stand it? At thirteen, it's a person I would have had higher had she posted her breakup before I created this ranking. Miss Tori Deal. Oh yeah. Physically, very good competitor. I think she I th- gets a I lot th- of hate. And it's not her fault. It's one of the weirdest things ever where MTV saw Tori as this person like, wow, she could do narration. She's a good competitor. She, you know, gets into hookups and, you know, she's someone we could put on the billboard because she's just a face that is someone that you could just build around. You know, she hits almost every genre in theory of like what a fan wants. Well, what the general consumer wants, at least. And they call her the Rookie of the Year. They hype her up like crazy. So whenever she loses now, because she's a good competitor, but she's not the best, people just jump on her on Twitter immediately. She she took out Jenny in Hall Brawl. Yeah, she was the best player on War of the Worlds, too. But people still make fun of her, and they think she's overhyped and not a good competitor. And it's a weird case because... She is a strong competitor. She's not elite, but she's not a layup either. She's not, I mean, she is overhyped by MTV, but she's not overhyped by the fans. And if any fans overhype her, it's more of a product of fighting back against those who hate her because I think a majority dislike her, if anything. It's true. And what the thing about Tori is that she gets, she gets this weird, uh, like, fan treatment. So, like, Nani gets slut shamed constantly. Like, oh, she's hooked up with like this many people from MTV. So is Tori. Let's not forget how her and Jordan got together. You know, I, defend, I, I only defend that because I'm like, I'm like, I think she knew Jordan longer than she knew Derek. Because her and Derek were dating for like four weeks before the show. The challenge airs for eight weeks. Derek was gone after a week. <laughs> but, I, I know, I know it's not fair, but <laughs> but I but what I'm saying is that like yeah, she she also dated um, Mike. He was on uh, the Real World uh, Bad Blood, and then and he was are on you Are You the One? Yeah, and she dated his roommate Morgan, who was her perfect match on Are You the One, and then they went on Are You the One Second Chances together. I think that Tori should hook up with whoever she wants. Oh, so I gotta say this. Same. As a person from California, I was shocked when they got engaged so quickly, Jordan and Tori. Because, yeah, they dated for like a year and a half, two years. But in California, that's not how relationships work. You you give it a run for five to eight years and then you're like, okay, is this working out? Is this working out? <laughs> the is only that how time it works there? Get, that's, yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things where, have you seen the meme where it's the, or like the, the Broad City clip where it's like, I'm 28 years old. You want to marry me? What am I, a child bride? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel in California where the only friends I know who are like engaged at this point are the people who like had kids in my age room. If you had a kid, then you got engaged or married. If you didn't have a kid, then like most people in my age group, like the 24 to 25 area, not engaged, not married. Do you think they did that for a little clout, maybe? Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think it might be the Oklahoman in, Jor- in Jordan. It's also just expensive. It's just irresponsible to get like married out here, like to buy a house. Like because they wanted to buy a house. I'm like, I'm buy a house already in LA in Los Angeles. That's a lot of money. That's like buying a house in LA. That's like a two million dollar purchase. That's financially irresponsible. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I just, I didn't get it. Uh, but, you know, they are now separated. And I, I, I feel for them because I do feel like they had legitimate love. Yeah, I, I posted a tweet. I was like, oh, I just, I don't care that they broke up. And somebody was like, oh, you're a hater. I'm like, no, I just mean, like, they didn't send me anything when I broke up with my boyfriend. <laughs> like, I retweeted that. That was, a, that was an all-time, that was a great tweet. Tori wasn't like... Hey, how are you doing after your breakup? 
so sorry to hear about you guys. How are you dealing with it? Yeah. How am I dealing with it? Yeah. She's also hosting the podcast this season with our number 12 person, Anissa. See, I, I like Anissa. I like Anissa the more I like rewatch old seasons. For a long time, I was just a long time Anissa hater. I, I was always upset at the fact that she would not play a political game where she's like, oh, I don't care about getting voted in type stuff. And then when she get voted in, she would always cry. It would always, I didn't, I didn't like that yeah. type of behavior. It just always upset me. But on Total Madness, she was awesome. I hadn't seen Anissa in seasons and she was pretty good at the challenges. She had really authentic quotes and reaction faces, and was just hilarious. So Anissa was a breath of fresh air last season, but I have her low this time around because even though I liked her a lot last season, I, I even voted for her for Personality of the Year for the Challenge Mania Awards. It's going to be diminishing returns this time around. She can't follow up that performance with a better performance. What I like about her is that she heavily represents um, a bisexual woman in reality TV, which I think is is, is still really important because it, a lot of the time, like, they'll show, like, you know, girls experimenting on reality TV and they, they'll use that, you know, for more more footage. Um, but Anissa is like, no, I like, I like men. I like women. Like, she, in terms of Anissa hookups, like, Robin, did you say Robin? Wait, no. Wait, Robin? You mean no. Rachel. You mean Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, sorry. Rachel. I'm Corey. Next this season. Corey. Who's a total babe. Maybe Leroy on X is one. Uh. Corey on Dirty 30 again, probably, in the Redemption House. Yeah. <laughs> probably a lot of off-screen stuff for Anissa. It, oh, she, she's, sure. she's really good at keeping stuff on the DL. Yes. And she's absolutely done such a good job at making the challenge, you know, her her job. Yeah. Which, like, I'm I'm tired of seeing all this this shit on Twitter where people are like, "Oh, I can't believe people like treat the show like a job." It is. They get paid appearance fees. And, yeah. Like, you make well, more money in well, six weeks not? of work than you would in a whole year. So. Yeah. It's, it's a real simple thing to me. I think with Anissa, um, she holds a really special spot in the show, like her role, in that in wrestling, there are certain people when a new person gets called up, like a new hot prospect gets called up, they get put in a feud with an older person who has some relevance to them. And you have this person, you know, be a strong figure, but also just lose in the end of that person. So that way it elevates the new star. Like, oh my gosh, look, this person just beat, uh, you know, this wrestler beat Kane. And Kane is like a legend type thing. And so with Anissa, she holds that role. Like, oh my God, Bailey just beat Anissa. Kayla beat Anissa. It's one of those things where once you get that win, you have some clout on your name. And I, I know for Anissa, she probably doesn't want to be in that role. But it's an important role. It's, it's something that helps the show. It's a role she didn't know she needed to play. Yeah, and when she does actually get a win, it's proof that Anissa is still awesome. Yeah. And great commentary. Gotta throw that out there. So funny. At number 11, I have Liv Jawando, rookie from the UK series Shipwrecked. Yeah, haven't really watched the show. Gonna be honest. Um, Spoiler, uh, she's pregnant. No. I love when someone comes on this show pregnant because it just it just the rumor mill goes crazy. And my personal rumor mill, I'm spreading this fake rumor. Nelson is the baby daddy. Yes. Nelson, Liv, and Cheyenne for Teen Mom spinoff. Just the four of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, Corey has another baby now. Ah, it's not important. That's, you know. So, yeah. Taylor that's, made uh, her apologies. She will be on MTV again. 
What I want to say about Liv is I did a lot of research about her. There was not a lot to research. I had to like watch these like clips that had like no no views on them. Ooh. And she had a bad experience her first time on reality TV. Like she had like she couldn't watch her episodes. She would always delete her social media accounts. Just couldn't handle it. And now she's doing the challenge. She was 19 then, now she's 21 years old. So if you want to feel old, she was born in 1999. That person on the challenge was born in 1999. She was three years old when Anissa was on her first season. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'll just I'll just silently pass away over here. I, I mean, I'm just thinking right now, the girl who was like a freshman in my like senior class when I was a senior <laughs> is now on the challenge. That's like That's basically what's happened. Uh, you know, I go through characters' social media to find out their, like, athletic pedigree. If they have a modeling profile or they played a sport and have, like, old stats, I can yeah. see that and project onto the show. Smart. Liv couldn't find a single workout post on her Instagram. And yeah. it's concerning because I don't know how to project her. I mean, the girl has a gorgeous body, but it's natural. It's very just, – just a naturally perfect body. That doesn't look like she works out much, but is just born that way, just freaking born gorgeous. Well, for me, I I find it strange that she isn't into like all that working out. I guess I just mainly associate a, like UK reality TV with like the Geordie Shore people, but they're they're very into fitness. And yeah, like, most of them are concerningly skinny. On those Jersey Shore type shows, where like Sahita, Georgia, uh, they they really know their camera angles because you know they show off their body in those bikinis and the aesthetic places. You know, the you know the boobs and the butt always look great, and then you see them come on this show, and their t-shirts are like this big, and they're very tiny girls, all of them. Well, they so, all want to look like Kardashians. So. Yeah, exactly. Like and, Chloe Ferry, just yeah. Company. I mean, I agree, and that's one of those things with the UK girls. Like they're they get in good shape for like a run, but if you put them in a hall brawl, they're kind of they're kind of they're a little bit too stickish. I mean, that's that's why Jenny is so awesome. I mean, but she commits her life to fitness in a different way than them. Yeah, Jenny what commits was, herself to actual fitness. They commit themselves to social media fitness. What was Jenny's show? Battle of the Fittest UK or something like that. It was... Oh. They were just yeah. like, here's here's a hot fit chick. Yeah, I think it was just all fit people. It was like their version of the challenge, I think. Okay. She won that show too. <laughs> At number nine... No, my bad. Number ten. Millionaire Ashley Mitchell. Yes, Ashley. Yes. I've... We actually came from that, like, crop of uh, rookies. Not rookies, but, like, crop of... The invasion of, group. Uh, yeah, the invasion crew were, like, they brought the drama I wanted. Like, I think brought, that's such an all-time season. They brought back, like, old-school drama. Like, that was, like, like, Sylvia... And like Marie and all that, that was like that was like John A. I think that's Jasmine like the best cast ever. Going in, oh, because they brought back the old champs, like they brought back the legends, and they brought in a bunch of good new people, and they only kept it to twenty six people. I don't like it when the cast gets too big. I like it when it's a smaller cast and you become invested in those who are there. Yeah, I can't keep track. I'm like rewatching War of the Worlds one. I'm like, yeah. Trying You're to figure like, out who's still there. Wait, Julia Nolan was on this season. What the hell? That like that was a thing that happened. Yeah, I'm like oh, there's right. just so many people. Like, they showed the reunion with like all the secret hookups. Like yeah, we couldn't even get every hookup in. I love World of Worlds one. It's like I think one of the best seasons ever. But if any season ever needed 90 minute episodes, it was that one. And then the last two seasons, I could have dealt. I could have been like 30 minute episodes would have been fine for the previous two seasons. Yeah. It, it would have been just just okay. 
you're like, oh, what? Polly and Kara are fighting with Kyle again on War of the Worlds 2? You're like, all right, that's cool. Great. And back to Ashley. I, Ashley, one of Love. the all-time challenge figures. I mean, stole the million yep. dollars. Three-time finalist. Been in a whole bunch of fights. A whole bunch of hookups, too. She's, like, like made for reality TV, too. Yeah, and the reason I have her so low is because she's just been on too many seasons in a row, and I think she needs a break to get refreshed, to make people want... I mean, people always want Ashley because they love Ashley, but I think the casual fandom maybe needs a break from her. And I think for her game as well, she's kind of trapped herself into this spot where everyone sees her as a threat, and because everyone sees her as a threat, she gets upset, gets into fights, creates enemies. and and then she can't align with anyone. And then, yeah, then she, you know, she's limited. Uh, her game without the Lavender Ladies has not been great. On War of the Worlds 2, she made the final, but she was in that giant pregame alliance that Wes made, where you know that <laughs> Ashley and Kara and Polly were not friends before the season started. No, absolutely not. And I just... I feel for her, you know. I want her to do well. Yeah, we talked about it in the interview podcast. She's one of the best people to interview. I mean, the girl really loves an entertaining TV show. I just think that in the current format, she's not built to succeed, especially with the Red Skulls. She's not a CT where everyone knows she's a favorite to win, but is too afraid to throw her in. It's the exact opposite. It's similar to West, where they're two biggest threats, but people are like, wait, I've seen you lose before in elimination, and so I'm going to throw you in. And wouldn't she just be perfect for an exit season? I or, would love that. I mean, uh, I would what, love or, her on a non-challenge show, like an ex on the beach. Yeah, but who... Oh, yeah. She would kill it. I could just see, like, her teaming up with Jamie, uh, cousin, cousin Jamie, whatever his last name is, uh, Carl's bloodline. You do him. You could do Corey. Yeah. You could do Kyle. Oh. You could do Nelson. You could do Tony. Yeah, like, she has so much potential. To do so. She would do so well on X on the Beach. She would love it. Gosh, her and Tony. I think that would be actually a really strong pair. Yeah, she would actually, like, push Tony to do something. Man. Wow, that'd be, that'd be a great pair. Sorry, I'm just, I'm a little stuck yeah. on that. I know, we're, like, fantasy- Cassie now. Yeah, we're fantasy booking X's three right now. Apologies. And talking about someone who has some great X's partners, well, actually, maybe some not so great ones. Miss Nani Gonzalez. At Queen. Nine. Queen Nani. Yes, we stand. All hail Nani Gonzalez. She's so great, like, all around. Yeah, there was someone uh, who replied to my, like, Nani player recap video uh, on YouTube. Like, yeah. oh, wow, this guy is really in love with Nani. And like, my answer is like, yeah, dude. I once had a dream where Nani was my friend in real life. And then I woke up and I went to go text Nani on my phone. And then I realized I'm not actually friends with Nani. Oh. I, can't, I can't text her about oh. it. She's just so genuine. There's something about Nani that's so human. Yeah. And I just love, man. Like, and I think she's just had so much bad luck on this show where, like, I wrote about it. There's just little things where if one thing goes differently, Nani makes it to another final. She maybe makes, like, wins the whole season. And are you saying, are people really saying that the difference between Nani and Paula is that different? No, I don't think the margin is that big. I think if Nani's luck was a little bit better, she could be, like, a five, like, a, not a five, like, a three-time finalist with one win. And people would talk about her in a completely different light. I think she has this, uh, I think there's, like, a, a real-world Las Vegas, like, curse. Because, like, mm. Dustin and Heather, right? Like, Dustin, like, sliced his knee open that one season. Bad luck. Leroy always has bad luck. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just want to see, I want to see Nani win. Because I, it would be, like, a win yeah. for us. Because as fans, we make a lot of, like, you know, as humans, we make so many mistakes in our lives, so many bad choices. And Nani is a reflection of that. You're, like, you're just watching Nani, you're like, no, not Hunter. No, not Asa. I mean, I don't know how people feel about Asa, but I was, that was just a bad choice in my opinion. But, yeah, I just, I get, I get disappointed her so many times. Yet, I love her because of it. 
I, I stand her. And she she's there to play the game. I think she would be so good on Survivor. Oh. I'm not I'm not I'm not one thousand percent sure about that, but I I and I think in this cast I don't see Nani doing too well. I mean, from alliance standpoint, she has some good friends. She has, you know, she has Leroy and Cam, which are just really powerful allies. Uh, she also has Casey. And there's some other people she just gets along with well. And yeah. I hope he goes far. At number eight, I have Gabby Allen. Oh, yeah. Another Brit. Did you watch her on Love Island or Celebrity Big Brother UK? I watched, like, clips of her. I've, I've been on, like, a, a, Jordy, a Jordy binge lately. So, <laughs> avoiding Love Island and stuff like that. Um, she's, like, fit, though. No, yeah, she's, like, a mini like, Emily Scrum. She's, like, an like, actual like personal fit. trainer. Yeah. Uh, th- my thing is I... So, I watched the first 15 episodes of that Love Island one weekend. And... I didn't Just the realize. First 15. Yeah, well, they got like it's like fifty episodes a season because <laughs> it goes on like Big Brother, <laughs> and I didn't realize that I had watched like ten episodes of Gabby in my life until I was like, I, it was like a long time ago. I watched those episodes, and I, when I was writing my preview, I was like, oh wait, I I totally saw this girl, and I was just that was the impression she made on me. I literally forgot I had seen her on reality TV. So why do I have her rank so high? It's because she makes it to the end of every show she's been on. She's dated musicians. She is super fit. Oh, I and, do. Who'd she date? Uh, so the guy on Low Island, his name was Marcel Somerville, and he was part of a UK group called the Blazing Squad. Never. Oh, hey. You know, he, the UK has their own music scene, and yeah. she dated another musician after she broke up with that guy after a year. So both those shows end in fan votes. Okay. And. Big Brother and Love Island. And Gabby was voted least popular out of all the finalists on both shows. Why? Doing a great job of hyping her up right now. Oh. <laughs> but the girl is, I mean, similar to Jenny, she's devoted herself to fitness. That's her life. She, you know, even does stuff for women's health on the UK side. Yeah. Uh, she's interesting. Uh, she has a boyfriend, but I don't know if they're in like a committed type relationship. It's very weird. Oh, so her boyfriend, like, if you just Google his name, the dude is, like, a porn star or, like, an amateur porn star. He's got, like, dude has a massive, like, dong, bro. He just, like, I went to to Google about their relationship and just pictures of it were just all over Google images. You're like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. And (laughs) it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is she going to be cheating on anyone in this house? Because I'm like... Jesus Christ, the guy, the guy, my mind was blown, bro. Sounds like she'll be good at pole wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things, like, it's like, I just, it just happened on a normal Google search, and I was just taken back. Oh. But if you see yeah, the preseason promos, that. there's some interest between her and Fessy, mutual attraction. Oh, I like that. Him and Haley just broke up, so. That's the thing. Well, apparently, just, like, apparently. Fessy and Haley were hanging out before Fessy went to film this season. Oh. Oh. But I thought they broke up. I mean, the public breakup to secretly get back together and actually work on your relationship privately without having to deal with questions about your relationship, really pro move in theory. Yeah, I think I've done it. (laughs) I'm not even in the public eye. (laughs) <laughs> Who's next? At eight. I have. Apologies for the delay. Accidentally swiped out of my thing. Had to scroll back up. My bad. At seven. I have Big T. I love Big T. Fresh cotton hats. She is an absolute delight. And I feel bad oh. for her. Because the Red Skull twist, it's just not made for people like Big T. Nope. They... They'll just carry her on, like, right to the last minute. And now she's yeah. like a layup, you know? 
And it's just tough because no matter how good of a game she plays, she's never going to overcome the fact that she is quite literally petite. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's a hard brawl? Give me that girl. Give me Big T. And it sucks because she's such a likable character. One of the devastating things I found was that when I found that Casey had the least amount of confessionals last season, I found out that Big T had the second least, which what? doesn't make sense. Give us more Big T, MTV. Yeah. We want big, big MTV. Big T. I do like that she like trains hard for this show now that she's been on. I just want to warn fans that like I've seen people be like, yeah, if she trains harder, she does this, she could be like the next Camilla, because you know Camilla was five foot tall, and it's like one of those things. Like, yeah, and I'm like, I just want to tell people this now. Don't be racist like Camilla ever or crazy, because she's just you know an absolute toxic human being. But Camilla as a player, we're talking about someone who from the jump, like her rookie season, was one of the best runners, swimmers, one of maybe the best heights competitor in challenge history, could do puzzles. Like Camilla was a college soccer player who was an amazing athlete. And to say like, oh, if someone trains, they can be like Camilla. No, you're not born with that athleticism. You you just no. like you, you don't train to become Camilla. No. You just either are as good as someone like Camilla or you're not. You could train your best to keep up with someone like that. And if you're bigger than her, maybe you have some strengths over her. But yeah, if you're... Don't don't put that as like a measuring stick. Big T could train to be, you know, fit enough to like compete against a lot of the girls on the, on the show. But you, you can't... You can't train yourself if you're not an athlete to become an athlete yeah strive to be a john a that that's like that's an achievable mark and like i miss her like john a never made a final i'm like yeah but john a was good she was never bad like john a was always solid yeah she always had her partner's backs i was actually messaging someone the other day like hey if john a and Derek win this final elimination uh, battle of the seasons do they do they win the final and they were like no but they I think they come in second and i was like i agree i i think they actually would have done pretty well yeah and like what's interesting about those two is that like their season in the real world they it was like seven strangers but yeah. they actually knew each other from outside of the house they were like best friends outside of the house yeah that was that was i thought that was kind of dumb actually looking back like yeah. but was cool for them at least at six i have someone who i think it's almost impossible to figure out how they're going to do this season amber borzotra oh amber b uh big brother right (laughs) yes yes she's from big brother and my thing with her is that she didn't get to have a big brother experience her first time around because caleb caleb was obsessed with her Ruined her game. She was on the block almost every time when she was on the show without pre-jury. Didn't get a lot of confessionals. And it sucks because he robbed her of her big brother experience. She just got dealt a bad hand. Yeah. Six years later, let's see if she gets, you know, she makes the most of the second chance. It, it This felt like a weird, a weird casting choice, like a good one. But it felt like a weird casting choice because I... It came out of, like, left field for me, at least. Um, I I think she'll do well, though. I I feel like because she comes from Big Brother, she has a really good social game. Yeah, I mean, those Big Brother players, at least from the jump, always look out for the Big Brother players. Yeah. I think her biggest strength is... Obviously, her beauty. I mean, everyone is salivating over her. Gorgeous. I, when her cast photo started circulating on Twitter, I thought it was a modeling photo of her. I didn't know it was a cast photo because her cast photo is just on another level from everyone else's cast photo. The girl has like the eyes that'll like turn you into stone, man. It just like she's just beautiful. Oh my gosh, she's breathtaking, man. It's she like she's top point one like zero 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 one percent human being. She has to do that to her advantage. I don't know how she is like physically, 
to compete might be good. She's fit. She's, I mean, she keeps herself she, in shape. She's actually like a legitimate model too. She's not a fake model. Like some of these reality TV people, she's booked for commercials, magazines, music videos, okay. lives in LA, has actual connections, is friends with famous people. So Love it. Amber, yeah, Amber is a legit model, not these, uh, these people who take videos in uh, Motel 6s and have their friends take videos. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> At five, Amber Martinez. Okay, are you the one, right? Yes, are you the one, season eight, come one, come all. The sexually fluid season of are you the one. Yeah, the horniest cast of people ever. If they were going to cast from that season, I always thought it was going to be Amber. And that's because I'm not saying that the challenge casting is homophobic. Just a little bit homophobic. A little bit. I think so. Because Amber is the type of person, you look at that cast, and it's people who represent you know sexual fluidity in so many different ways, so many different looks, aesthetics, different types of beauty. Amber is the most heteronormative looking one. Absolutely. And to me, that was the reason why, you know, because it's that thing like, oh, she could hook up with guys and girls, be a fun party element type stuff. And I think that's the reason they brought her in. Uh, and it's a good casting because when you think of the challenge back in the day, that threesome between Abram, Rachel, and Veronica is still a top 10 moment. It's true. And I think that this is an interesting pick, like, in terms of this is the latest Are You the One casting. Okay, yeah, technically Asif last season, but they had their way to mention every oh. show he was on, except Are You except the One. That. Yeah, I was like, um, we all know he was on there. <laughs> Did you? I think I think that's a production thing. I, I don't think the lighthearted production and Boonie and Murray are on good terms. I think that's the main oh. thing. Because most of the shows, like, you're like, oh, how are they coming from Big Brother to this one? It's like, well, that's it's the same, like, kind of Viacom, CBS. Also, Are You The One doesn't have as many viewers these days. The last season was only getting, like, 200 to 300,000 viewers, despite being critically acclaimed. And you're like, well, I cast from Big Brother, which has 6 to 10. And this Are You The One show, which is already our network. And there probably aren't a lot of Are You The One viewers that aren't watching the challenge already. Yeah, I... I feel like if they put Are You The One on Netflix, people will be all over it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wish we'd had Are You The One in the UK so I could see a better show. Oh. But they call yeah. it, like, uh, Are You Us, Us Us The One or something. Are You The One honestly ruined... Are Us Us The One. Yeah. Are You The One honestly ruined Bachelor in Paradise for me? Because I watched Bachelor in Paradise, and I was like, nah, I'm going to watch Are You the One instead, because there's, like, oh. way more hookups on here. And then I watched X on the Beach, and I'm like, I can't watch Are You the One anymore, because there's way better hookups and drama on here. With Are You the One, it always had the most, like, chaotic setup. Like, you know, there's 20 people in a house, your perfect batch is in there, uh, you don't know who it is. I love, I just want to say, I would love when someone would put be put in the truth booth in the first episode after creating that immediate connection. Like, oh, we're in love. And then they're told you're not a match. And they just look at each other in such a way. They're like, so they're what like, do we do oh, now? We got nine more episodes. Like, <laughs> now we have to, like, like, now I just don't hang out with you. They put All Tori right. in, like, I think the first three truth booths of Are You the One? Oh, remember that girl Kiki? And she was in like the first like five truth boots. Yeah. And they're like, all right, let's make sure we get Kiki's knocked out. Oh, poor thing. I think Amber, okay, back to Amber. I think she'll yeah. do good in the show. I think she adds a fun element. Similar to Michi on the guy's side, I think that's that's the role she's gonna play. She has yeah. to be fun. She has to be likable. The fresh meat. I think she has a better long-term future on this show than people who actually make the final. Yeah, because I think she'll have a, a bigger impact. 
similar to Big T, it's one of those things where like Amber's only five foot tall. She's only five foot tall, and she's five feet. Yeah, like five foot and a half. I, I had oh to dig through her Twitter to find that. I'm taller than her by two inches. So she's going to get targeted as a Red Skull. Oh, poor thing. At four, I have two-time, well, actually three-time Olympian, Lolo Jones. Oh, she scares me. <laughs> but she's she's a bobsledding Olympian? Well, no. So uh, I've been watching the challenge since like late 2015, early 2016. I've been reading about Lolo Jones since 2007. She was a sprinter, like a hurdler. She was 100 meters. And there was a website called Bleacher Report. or It still exists. Not as good as much these days. But they would always have all these articles. And because, you know, I'm sports obsessed. And I'd read about her. And every three, three out of every 10 articles... They would talk about her potentially winning the gold medal in hurdles because she was the favorite. You know, she was, you know, yeah. fastest person. The other seven out of ten articles would mention her in these like lists or slideshows of being one of the hottest female athletes in the world. Uh, that's like not super necessary, but hey. Agreed. Hey, eleven year old Alan on the internet, super interested. Twelve year old Alan, <laughs> also interested. 24-year-old Alan, interested on incognito browser. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's uh, the thing where she's been in the light, like the limelight for a long time because of her beauty. I mean, she's also a great athlete. I mean, just, I mean, her face, dude, like that that cheek structure, those eyes, that hair, it's very unique, especially, you know, the mixed race, the skin tone, everything about her. She was also on Champs versus Pros, huh? Yeah, and that's what I was going to get into. She's been on reality TV for a bit since her uh, Olympic career ended. Or not ended, but, you know. She's like Big Brother, uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, Yeah, she was on Dancing with the Stars for one episode. Did terribly, got eliminated. So her Olympic story is very interesting where the 08 Olympics, she's favored to win. And she was in the lead by a pretty good margin in hurdles, and then her foot hit the last hurdle. Oh. And she came in seventh because of that. She was going to win. She's going to get the gold medal before her foot clipped that last hurdle. Oh. And 2012 Olympics, she comes in fourth place at the Olympics again, and it's, like, heartbreaking because she never medals, even though she's one of the best sprinters of that era, because uh, she wins, like, the gold medal at, like, the World Championships, the United States Championships type stuff like that. But never at the Olympics, which is where you want to get that because, you know, the Olympics are everything. Yeah. She, she's on there as, like, one of the most intimidating rookies. And she's a virgin. I- I'm sorry, but that, that's also why she had a lot of fame. Because for all this time, she's been known as the hot virgin as well. I forgot to mention that. should have mentioned that at the beginning. But yeah, she, I mean, you saw that, that, that uh, Instagram comment where she talked about, like, I've never been so horny as I was in the challenge house. Like, she's like, I wanted to, like, F the wall. A, a virgin of what? She's ver- never, ver- she's never had, she never had, I mean. She's never had sex. Never had, yeah, like, you know. What? Yeah. She's 38 years old. Uh, what? It's what she's famous for. She was the hot virgin Olympic spinner who became an Olympic bobsledder who's now on reality TV. Oh, shit. Okay. And she's a bit wild and erratic and gets into fights with people. And Yeah, because she's not getting laid. That's why she's so erratic. I think on this show, uh, from a physical standpoint, Olympian, best athlete out there. Can she handle the house element? Because she was mentally going through the ringer on Champs versus Pros. And that was only like a two-week filming where they got their phones. They got to go to their hotel room after. Challenge House is way different. And I know she did Celeb Big Brother, but that's with celebrities. And, you know, for 28 days versus no contact with the outside world. People who will attack you 
for like they'll see your name like oh I'm gonna get a, into a fight with Lilo Jones so that way I get more Twitter followers. I I I expect to see her butt some heads with a lot of people. It's gonna be tough for her because she's she's a great athlete, but I think because she's a great athlete, she's gorgeous, and she's a rookie. It's like a triple triple threat in the challenge house. Yeah, I, it's gonna be a rough experience for her. From just I'm just I'm, I just keep thinking about like what happens. If like Ashley pops off on her, what happens if West blindsides her? What happens if you know Natalie, another strong female, and her get into it? What if Cam and her get into it? Just type stuff like that. Yeah. Is she gonna quit? Because she talked on Twitter, like on Instagram, making a post. Like it was a really tough mental time for her. I can I can only imagine. At three, someone who I think is positioned really well i think someone has the chance to take the the face of the franchise crown right here someone who could win the season miss cam williams yes i love cam we stand cam yes she is at the right place at the right time absolutely she she's in the peak of her her life really so she took a season off making fans want her back for another one. There's no Bananas. There's no Kara. No Jenny either from a physical aspect. Wes is declining. CT is declining. This could be her show. This could be her show right here, right now. And we could be looking at the Cam Williams era of the challenge. Which is fantastic because she's she's so well-rounded. She's a fantastic athlete. Her political game from the start, chef's kiss. Like she, she I, came I, in yeah. guns blazing. I wish her political game was a little bit safer in that she gets thrown into a lot of eliminations. She's been in a lot of eliminations to start her career. However, I do appreciate that she goes for big moves generally, and she plays to win. That's the big thing I like about Cam a lot. I wish there was some improvement for her in the daily challenges. She doesn't have a great history in those. Uh, I think her and Ashley Kane on paper should have been one of the best teams on War of the Worlds 1. Oh, yeah. And we're just pretty underwhelming. And I didn't feel like it was Ashley's fault either. I felt it was more on her burden. But again, as a competitor, nobody wants to see her in eliminations. She just has that natural build and strength to her. She's a boss. And yeah. she's she ready to She carries that confidence. Yeah, she's ready to fill that role of being the star of the show. It's just she has to perform. She has to win some daily challenges to get that role. And if she can, she could really run things. Plus, she's got Leroy. That's just that's just a really good support system to have. Yeah, and Leroy's one of my favorite cast members, like of all time. I agree. I think he's similar to Nani. It's like I wish I was real life friends with Leroy. Yeah, I think it's because. Um, in the in the time frame that I was watching uh, their their season in the real world, I was like, "This is." I was at a, yeah. I was at an he, impressionable age. He had human reactions to Adam Royer, where yes. everyone else just let him like be crazy or were, like kind of afraid of him, and Leroy was like, "No, we can't let this human being do yeah. this to us as human beings," and that's why I love Leroy. I, I and just, his friendship with Mike, oh, everything about it. And his relationship with Cam is so, it seems, the the natural progression of it. Like, watching it develop is beautiful. I, I generally hate the Bananas allies, but Leroy's just been so awesome for years. Oh, yeah. And I think he and Cam, they could be the power couple this time around. They should be. At number two, a nine-season gap between her last appearance Miss Teresa Gonzalez, or Miss oh. Teresa Jones. Right, right, married now. She's had two kids I, well, and married an NFL player who I think he's going to be a Canadian football player soon. Oh. But the Canadian season got canceled because of COVID. And CFL, yeah. Yeah, and it gave Teresa time to go on the challenge because her, her husband was not working this season and... 
I'll say this. I am a huge Teresa fan since like the moment she appeared on the show. Like when I started watching, I did not realize until like maybe like a year ago, I was like, Oh wait, is Teresa a villain? (laughs) Because I was just like, I support all Latina Latino players as, you know, as Mexican. I just, I always inherently support them from the jump. And she was a good competitor I thought the way that she and Wes just like were killing X's two in one of the greatest seasons ever was just so awesome. And then I was like, huh, she did say a lot of rude stuff to Nani and Laurel. Yeah. I don't think she's like a, a girl's girl. And I think that's because in it, the same thing happened with Nani in the time, the time frame in their life that they went onto reality TV it's like such an impressionable, impressionable age uh, for you socially. Like in your early twenties, it can like really shape how you are, which is why a lot of the Brits act the way they do. Yeah, agreed. Because they they get on so so early. Um, so I think Teresa just like felt the need to be this like hot mean girl. But I think that if she teamed up, like my dream scenario, I'm sure I've said this like a thousand times on Twitter at least, is, like, Teresa teaming up with Cam and Nani. That'd be, that'd be awesome. gang. That would be the holy trinity that I want. I think Teresa, the last time we saw her was one of the best competitors ever. And you look at her career record, like, oh, she's two and six in eliminations, only made it to one final, only went to that final as a replacement partner of Leroy's. If you just watch X's two, the girl was maybe the best card had the best cardio on the cast. Was as good, if not better, a swimmer than Sarah Rice, who is the best female swimmer in challenge history. She almost beat CT in a basketball game. Yeah, she was supposed to play college basketball at Marquette, but was too into partying. Respect, respect there. Uh, then you add in the fact that she has an almost photographic memory. Where in that mini final, she memorized that color pattern really so fast. This, the same one that like Zach was cursing out John A and uh, Adam and Brittany were shock. Zach was yelling at him. Where Brittany was massaging Adam's calf during it. <laughs> <laughs> they killed that challenge because of Teresa. Man, she could run up and down a hill. Like in theory, Teresa is one of the best final competitors ever. She lost the X's two final because Leroy was bad at swimming and bad with water. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where like if we get that Teresa or like 90% of that Teresa on this season, she's a threat to win. She's just an awesome all-around player. And I'm I'm anxious to see how her and Nani will interact because this is this is her season coming back. The last season she's coming back since they had that. It would be it would be idiotic for Teresa to have any beef with her because she enters this house almost like a rookie. And if yeah. you're going to start beef with one of your only familiar faces who has, who is beloved and has all these connections in the house, that would just be devastating to her game. She'll get targeted from the jump. She and needs was- to, she needs to create connections with rookies, if anything, because it's like what I mentioned, you know, I think Tori's in a similar position where other bets already have their number one and their number two. Yeah. When that happens, you got to go to those rookies and create those deals. You know, Teresa and like a Gabby, maybe they create an alliance like that. Yeah, I think that Teresa really needs to take on like a West role in terms of uh, like he did in War of the Worlds 1 where he was just like bringing the yeah. rookies in. Yeah, I mean, the, the I mean, as you the rookies does. as like, they're like penny stocks almost. You align with all the rookies, and if one ends up good, then you immediately profit like crazy. Yeah. Man, it's so crazy. I never thought Teresa would be back after the second kid. I thought she could come back after the first kid, but not after the second. I'm so glad she's back. I'm, I'm like, buzzing to see her on the show. She's, like, 35, 36. She doesn't look it. Yeah, like that. that's the thing. I'm like, she looks 29, 31. Like, she yeah. looks great. She looks fantastic. The odds are, uh, the odds are good for her. And like, number who, one, 
I have one of the greatest Survivor players of all time, Miss Natalie Anderson. Yes! Yes, Natalie! We stand. Natalie Sanderson. Love her. Uh, CrossFit trainer. Yes. Like, competition beast. This time, she doesn't have to starve herself. She won her first Survivor on a strategy basis. And then second Survivor made it to the end on a physical basis. So best of both worlds right there. Absolutely, yeah. She she would have taken uh, her, her last season of Survivor, uh, Winners at War. That's what it was, Winners at War? Yeah, Winners at War. Uh, she, would, she would have taken that from Tony if she wasn't eliminated like the first episode. Yeah, I mean, Tony played, I, I don't think it... I, Tony deserved I mean, that one. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah, I'm sorry. like ACAB always. No, I, I love cop, Natalie. But... I love Natalie. Her edge of performance was ridiculous because yeah. she was outrunning marathon people while having only a scoop of rice to eat a day for 36 days. When it comes to the game of Survivor, I don't think she deserved a jury vote compared to Tony because I think Tony played maybe the greatest game in Survivor history. Oh, uh, like it was. Several spy shacks. A spy nest? Yeah. Yeah. But let's uh, move back to our girl, Natalie, as much as I love Tony. Uh, Natalie, you know, I think she has all the tools to win this season. But I think there's a huge issue in that she's a strong woman. Like a very strong woman. And people will see that as threatening, especially because she's a little bit stubborn and she's going to try and get her way. And she's strategic. On the challenge... That'll just make you a target, especially because she's not trying to hook up with people. She's here to compete. And that might rub people the wrong way. And in Survivor, there's so many ways to play the game. You could get idols. You could, you know, get advantages. You could flip votes. You could blindside people. You could play the middle. Just there's so many different ways to play Survivor. On the challenge, there's like three ways you could play, if we're being honest. Like... West likes to play the politics and everything, like, oh, da-da-da-da-da. No, the challenge is a very simple game, at least in this Red Skull format, at least, uh, because there isn't many options you have, especially as a rookie. You need to have, like, many seasons of experience to try and run it from the jump. Or you need to be Frank Sweeney and be on a season with all rookies and be the guy who, from day one or before the season even starts, pregame to have your big alliance going in. Yeah, I I worry that she's going to come into the house with way too much confidence. Yeah, you can't strategically play in a game where you don't have numbers or power. You can't be like, yeah, I run this house. Like, you don't. And that's rough for a girl like Natalie because she's so skilled. She's so athletic. There's so many positives to her. If she goes to a final, I think she'll win. But it's about getting there. And... I'm not I'm not fully sure if she has that type of game, especially because you hear stuff about her Edge of Extinction experience where near the end, her and some of the people on that edge last jury just weren't having, you know, a good time. Yeah, I think that people will be, like, apprehensive to come up to her and, you know, sort of try to build an alliance with her. But uh, so she'll, she'll need to go to them. Which I yeah. don't think is her, her strong suit, like going going to people for like help, you know? You almost need to be more of a Casey to succeed on this show. And Natalie is quite literally the opposite. And it's why I'm so excited for her. I have her number one and Casey number 14. I think Casey is like a lock for the final. But it all comes down to like if you're willing to adapt to the challenges certain play styles and i hope she talked to jay before the season because jay had to live through that where yeah. he enters this game and like even though everyone loves jay he's a great social player <laughs> it's just there's there aren't many options on the challenge i mean fessy is someone who i think is just a lock for the final in this format because people are like yeah he's six five i'm not gonna try and get my red skull against him i'm not trying to make that guy angry and that's the type of game you have to live with on the challenge where people they play scared, but they play scared for a reason because there are multiple seasons to come back to. It's why yeah. people were so harsh about Natalie Negrati on Vendettas. 
where Natalie was making game moves on the idea that this was the only season that she'll be on. Yeah. She she also got stuck with Polly as a partner, and he he was all he was like one of those fucking toy mouths that doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where, like, the next season, she assumes that, like, her and Cam and Kaylee are all right when they're obviously not all right. And then no. gets mad when they vote her in. And it's you, you have to have that long-term thinking on the challenge. And that sucks because it leads to a more boring game, but it's something you have to deal with. Yeah, and it's it, if you're going to make the challenge a career, like, you're going to continue to do seasons, you, you got to do off-season, like, socializing. Agreed. I don't think I don't think Natalie did that because I think she just thought like I'm no. awesome at Survivor and yeah. I'm gonna be awesome here again because everyone telling me I am and she's gonna kill the physical aspect of this game, but the social political it's is gonna be problematic at times. It's sort of like the like the kid in high school that was like always like the top athlete. And you're like you want to hang out after school and they're like I can't I have to train. Like, yeah. Okay. It's a team building thing though. So we are now done. Sick. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we enjoyed it. I, I always enjoy talking about the, the female players more than the male players. <laughs> if you haven't, uh, subscribe to our feeds. We are available on Spotify, Apple, uh, Buttsprout. What's crazy is that people were listening on Apple before it was even showing up on my feed. So that was awesome. Right. Love it. Thank you, guys. And, of course, subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, comment. Do whatever. Hope you guys have a good day. Um, you can you can find me on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. You can find me on Instagram at the Nikki Sin. Uh, where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at the Al Nagiri, uh, on Instagram at the Al Nagiri, and on Facebook. I don't agree. Love it.